Welcome to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. Learn how to move your awareness out of your mind and into your heart so you can embody your divinity, experience joyous peace of mind, and create your most vibrant life by opening to receive your soul's sacred medicine. Hello, beautiful soul. Hello, strong heart. Hey, brilliant listener. Welcome back to episode number 77. I recently recorded a podcast episode asking you if the role you are playing is serving you. It was actually the last episode (laughs) that I created. And this episode builds on that episode. So if you haven't listened to number 76, I invite you to do so. It is not required, however, they just build on top of each other. We're having this continuous conversation about soul health, what that means, how you can practice it, and how it takes out of your mind and into your heart wisdom, because your heart's capacity can give you knowledge that your rational mind, or just the components of the mind, they just cannot contrive the wisdom that actually comes through your heart space. So I asked you the question, does the role you are playing serve you? Because there is such a thing as a mother wound, a father wound, and I'm going to tell you a story of archetype repatterning in this episode. So what you can expect is that I'm going to guide you through a process of archetype repatterning repatterning that begins with awareness by helping you reflect your money story and how you can empower yourself in this regard. And the reason that we're touching base with a money story is because this used to be a big topic in my family. My parents would fight about money, my parents would have power struggles because of money, and my parents were always chasing money, were always chasing shiny object syndromes, had shiny object syndrome chasing money in the hopes that that would make them feel better. And let's get real, money is something that we do need in this lifetime, and money as an energy is actually completely neutral, but it's highly emotionally charged, and it really does control the experience that you have here on earth, because when you have $50 for lunch, it's a ve- it's going to be a very different experience to have a $50 lunch than if you only have $5 available, then you're very restricted and limited in your choices. And in that context, that was just a theme in our family. So I had to literally look at my mother wound, look at my father wound, and start a journey of archetype repatterning. And the best way I can guide you through a process is by me sharing what I've learned on my journey. So I share my personal money story with you and my journey of archetype repatterning and the resulting empowerment by beginning with the money story of my parents and my heritage. Because it's so much more than just your parents. There's generational healing involved. There are 
ancestors that have also had the same kind of patterns and there's a lineage there's a maternal lineage there's a paternal lineage and if you see yourself as a soul having a human experience which I think you do because I don't think you'd be listening to this podcast if you weren't open to that idea so if you know let's just say you know you are a soul having a human experience, then you also know that you have a whole lineage of souls. There's ancestors. There's a soul group. You keep reincarnating with your soul family and in different roles you act out different scenarios. And this is the way your soul grows in being human your soul has the intention to grow and expand and experience itself as the human soul and you have original divine souls blueprint that's your soul's origin when it's not incarnated in a body with spiritual gifts with potential and that divine potential wants to be lived and when you start aligning to your soul's gift your divine potential then you can create soul health and I literally describe soul health as all-encompassing health health which means you will manifest physical health and radiance you will manifest emotional well-being and balance you will manifest mental calm clarity and focus peace of mind you will manifest and experience spiritual awakening and consciousness and your soul wants you divinely self-expressed authentically self-expressed as the wonderful and beautiful soul that you are the strong heart that you are with your gift serving you and others So that's what we're talking about here continuously at Soul Health Mentor. So let me get back to what I'm going to share with you today. So basically, I'm going to start with the money story of my parents and my heritage. And I'm going to follow that up with the five top lies that I rejected early on in life. And lastly, I'm going to share the negative stories that developed from witnessing my parents in their money drama. It was always money drama and relationship drama in my family. And I welcome, no, let, let's say it this way. I, yes, I welcome you. <laughs> I welcome you here at Soul Health Mentor Podcast. But I, what, I, what I actually wanted to tell you is that if you haven't listened to the welcome episode, episode number one, where I share with you that my parents were spiritual seekers with really good intentions. They were really great people and they were always encouraging me to follow my dreams and they were always telling me that you can have everything you want in life. But unfortunately, they didn't have the tools that I now have available. They are the reason that I started looking for those tools. So just for more context, listen to the episode, the welcome episode, episode number one. I did link it in the show notes blog, soulhealthmentor.com. If you 
go there, you'll see the top left button will take you to the Soul Health Mentor show notes blog, and this is number 77. So that's how you can find the links. And the reason I wanted to mention that, because I'm not bashing my parents. We have done so much healing work as a family. We did a lot of healing, my mother, me, and my brother, when my father died. And when my mom was passing, there was a lot of healing going on there as well. So the mother and father wound in my life and my lineage, paternal and maternal, has been healed. And what it means, it's no longer a gushing wound bleeding all over the place. It is a scar, but it has healed. And I can share with you what I've learned and how the story of archetype repatterning needed to be told through my life because that is what helped heal it. All right, let's just start. So I've got it written down, like I did this exercise for myself recently, and I wrote down the top 10 lies and negative stories my parents carried and that I actually was holding subconsciously. So I could only write this down so clearly because I'm continuously doing my own healing and empowerment work. And healing and empowerment work is like peeling an onion. It doesn't happen all at once. It goes really deep. And especially if you work with the Akashic Records, you're also retrieving your power that is bound in old negative karmic loops and blocks and restrictions. You're retrieving that power when you're doing clearing work and you're understanding yet another layer of yourself, your lineage, your ancestry, your heritage. It goes really deep. And recently that had happened. It was actually quite fabulous how divine timing is always right on time. And if you know this, if you trust this, if you can find it in following astrology and the planetary movements and then syncing with new moon and full moon phases and all these cosmic things that happen to support that divine timing, then you can start creating your wonder-filled life, your healing, your empowerment in natural rhythms and cycles. And I also created a podcast episode around that. That is episode number 54. So that would be helpful for you as well to listen to. Then you will understand how I feel absolutely carried by this divine timing. And recently, we had a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse. And a solar eclipse gives you an extra boost of energy to take action, to course correct the things that aren't on the right trajectory in your life. And a lunar eclipse that happens two weeks later, this was in May, helps you release emotion and can emotions and emotional stories and negative emotions, old stories, and it helps you release it. It's just that extra boost of energy from the cosmos to help you release very old stories that no longer serve you. And it can be very cathars cathar 
catharsis, no, cathartic, I think, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, it can be powerful, that's my point. And what happened is I had a little confrontation with my husband. And relationships always serve for us to find new ways of being together. And my husband and I don't have children, so it's just me, the hubby, and our pooch, Teddy. That's it. That's our little family. And we had a little run-in. And what I have learned is I've learned how powerful it is to intimately know myself, to know all of my cosmic blueprints from the Akashic Records to my astrology, to my human design, to my gene keys, my keys and codes, and to know myself so intimately that I have the power to stand on my own. And I know my needs, I know what I require, I know what I desire, and I can speak those needs in my relationship with my husband. And I'm always encouraging him to know his cosmic blueprints, to know his keys and codes, to know his wounding, so we can have a decent conversation about it instead of being reactive, and we can choose a new trajectory. So after we had a little bit of a run-in, we were able to find common ground. We were able to release something very old. And I literally released it on the lunar eclipse. That's when we had our run-in. And we found a way to find the path together, walk the path together. So fighting <laughs> is okay. It's okay. It's part of being in a relationship. Confrontation is okay. Communication is the key. Being able to communicate with each other. And that's actually something I learned from my mother. Because my mother wasn't in a good relationship with my dad. She wasn't happy. She tried to leave him at three, when I was three years old, but couldn't find the strength. And she stayed. She stayed for the children. And I think this is a very old ancestral and generational way of being for women. And archetype repatterning starts right there. Modern women can be empowered today. They can have a career, they can earn money, and they can get a divorce. They don't have to stay in a marriage. But my mom was brought up in a very different way, and that's the heritage I'm talking about. My mom was born into Islam and was taught that she's going to be the person that is going to cook, that is going to clean, and that is going to take care of the children, and that's her job. That's a top lie right now in this modern day and age. That is a very old role. And while there's nothing wrong with that, so this is not me putting down that role, there are women that thrive doing that. And there are husbands that absolutely adore their wives for doing it. So there's nothing wrong with that. But there's also women that don't want that. There's women that want careers, that want to earn their own money, and want a partnership where the husband also cleans and cooks and takes care of the children, where it's an equal partnership. Both partners are earning money and both partners are taking care of the household and the children. So that is a, 
a story of archetype repatterning that's happening in our modern life. So I just shared with you the first top lie for me is that a woman raises children, cooks and cleans, that's her job. That is not the whole truth. And everybody gets to choose what they want. But my mom was brought up that way. So it was in her makeup, in her belief system. She, she was expected to do that and she wanted to fulfill that expectation. My mom actually wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. But unfortunately, my dad didn't value that. It was taken for granted. So she got no monetary compensation, nor did her sacred work of mothering, nor was it valued or acknowledged by my father. And I witnessed that as a child. So the first top lie, a woman raises children, cooks and cleans, that's her job. Second lie, she will get no monetary compensation, nor will her sacred work be valued or acknowledged. And I'm not saying that all men are like that. There's absolutely beautiful men out there that know that being a mother is a job and that trust their wives with handling money to budget, to go grocery shopping, to pay bills. But that wasn't the case in my family. In my family, it was a man's job to make the money and he will provide as he sees fit. If the man of the house wants to waste money on things, be irresponsible with it, he can, because after all, it's his money. I just shared two more lies with you. And the fifth lie, a mother has very little value in the work she does, and she has to choose between raising her children and making money. Now I know that's harsh. I know that's harsh, but that's what I wrote down after my husband and I recently had a little run-in because I realized that I was 14 years old when I started waitressing to earn my own money and emancipate myself in that way because I rejected those five top lies as early as 14 years old at 11 I was telling a school friend how important it was to, for me to make money that is what I started seeing very clearly back then already but what I didn't realize is that those are very negative stories that were looping in my system and although I did everything I could since a teenager to emancipate myself to be financially empowered to be independent the crazy thing this is the power of generational karmic loops I still ended up living my mother's life in the sense that I got married very young. I got married at 20 and it was always my husband that was taking care of the big things in life. Paying rent, buying cars, paying electricity, water. I would always earn my money on the side 
to do the things that I wanted to do and to contribute in smaller ways in our relationship. But I definitely never was as financially empowered as he was. Now again, there's nothing wrong with that. But literally, the negative stories that developed from witnessing my parents in their money story were, I am not worth being taken care of by my father, the father wound. Because he didn't take care of us. He spent his money as he saw fit. And we didn't benefit from it. He didn't put away college money for me. He didn't put away college money for my brother. That was just our reality. So that was the first negative story that developed. And I call that story in my life the father wound. I am not worth being taken care of by my father. The next negative story. I will not be seen, heard, or respected in my needs, requirements, and desires. The mother wound. I cannot develop my creative gifts. I cannot connect my soul's gift to money. I'm dependent on a man taking care of me. And it is also these four negative stories are also the reason I decided to be childless in this lifetime. And honestly, I've never regretted that decision. It was right for me because I held held the very firm conviction in myself since a teenager, since witnessing this negativity in the relationship of my parents. I decided that I will not be a mother of children, two children of my own, in this lifetime. And honestly, uh, this is hard to say. Okay, let me just say it. The conviction that I held, I will not be a mother to children of my own, only be to be taken care, only to be taken, oh, I wrote this down, and you see how hard it is for me to say that? Because it's a horrible truth, and it is the truth that my mom experienced, and it's the truth that hurt me so much. It hurt me so much to see my father disrespect my mother. It hurt me so much that I decided that I will not be a mother to children of my own, only to be taken for granted and treated badly by the man of the house. And of course, I did not marry a man who would do such a thing, but that imprint happened when I was a teenager. And it was also the reason that I was never a woman to dream of getting pregnant or to bear a child. I never dreamt of a big, huge wedding, and I never dreamt of um, being pregnant with children. Because a big, huge wedding and children do not guarantee a happy marriage. And that's something I learned very, very early in life. A happy marriage entails really good communication, that's what my mom taught me because my mom and dad couldn't communicate. And it entails two partners that are willing to be whole unto themselves. So we both, my husband and I, we both decided together that we don't want children in this lifetime because 
we both had our baggage that came from childhood. And we have done and we are still doing the deep inner work to rewrite these lies and negative stories in our lineages. Maternal, paternal, not just in my line, but also in his line. So we're actively working on healing the mother and father wound. And while there is a lot of, on my part, there's, a, there's scars, it has healed. But on my husband's part, there are still some scabs that keep being opened. So he, there's still some bleeding. And that is okay. It is okay to get help in healing the mother and father wound. And it is okay to do therapy. It is okay to do somatic healing with a somatic practitioner. It is absolutely okay to receive spiritual transformational support. Whatever you need, it's okay. It's just important that this archetype repatterning and healing the mother and father wound actually happens. That's the work we are currently and collectively doing. So I definitely have not done this alone and my husband is definitely not doing this alone. I've had the tools of the Akashic Records all along, but I've also had mentors and partnership along the way. Partnership in with mentors, but also partnership with my husband. So my husband of 27 years and I have done this together in partnership. We had to choose love over and over again. And honestly, that's what true love is. True love is choosing each other every day, every moment. And that's just what has happened. We've had our run-ins. Run we've been separated quite a few times because there were times where it wasn't entirely certain if we were going to make it. But at age 47, we can say that we have rewritten the negative stories of our parents to create our own version of prosperity and personal united legacy. We're creating our legacy and we can create our legacy even though we don't have children. Because at a spiritual level, at a spiritually transformational level, we have cleared and cleaned out the lineage, cleaned out the roots of some very negative stories. Today, my empowering beliefs around money, wealth, and prosperity include belief systems that support prosperity as being money plus happiness plus sustainability. Because having money doesn't guarantee that you're happy, and making money isn't always sustainable and killing yourself while making money, like feeling really bad making money, that's not prosperity to me. So the belief system that I now hold is that it's absolutely possible to connect your soul's gift to money using your spiritual gifts, your intuition and your creativity. And I hold that belief system because that's exactly what I had to learn and embody creating Soul Health Mentor podcast and company. And when I say Soul Health Mentor and company, I just mean that I offer one-on-one -on -one services. I offer workshops. I offer group programs. And it's all in honor 
of your soul health. Your soul health just means that you are manifesting the dream your soul has for you, which is physical health and radiance, which is mental calm, clarity and focus, which is emotional well-being and balance, which is spiritual awakening and consciousness, which is you authentically and divinely self-expressed using your spiritual gift, your soul's gift to create your most vibrant life, to create your dreams as a human soul a soul having a human experience and really tasting all that life has to offer and living life to the fullest because you're living to your fullest capacity of divine potential. So today my wealth manifesto is the embodiment of loving my life as I live it and living my life as I love it. This is truly the truest demonstration of abundance I can create in this lifetime. And in this process of embodying my wealth manifesto, I have discovered that all answers lie within. It's okay to get help because sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees. Sometimes we need someone to hold space for us to unlock those answers that are all within. And from having learned to unlock my secret gift, my soul's gift, having learned to unlock my answers, I can now powerfully say that I am the Holy Grail. I'm not giving my power away to outside sources anymore. I am the temple. And I want that for everyone because feeling that intrinsically in your cells, in your DNA, because you've rewritten a very old negative story, because you have lived a journey of repatterning really old roles and archetypes that no longer serve in that same way. That is just the power to stand on your own. And imagine us all having that power to stand on our own. It completely changes our relationships to others. They won't be codependent relationships. They won't be enmeshed relationships. They won't be relationships filled with drama or ego trips or ego power struggles. No, those are sovereign relationships. But you can only have sovereign relationships when you have a sovereign relationship with yourself because you've done the work to intimately get to know yourself. So I'm going to ask you some questions. So now I've told you the story. I'm going to ask you some questions to help you reflect on your own story. The first question is, have you identified your tantalus? Lots of <laughs> Ooh, lots of bloopers in this one, but that's okay. I'm super excited and there was just so much that I needed to tell you. So let me start again. Have you identified your top 10 lies and negative stories around money yet? Have you started the healing and empowerment journey? If you haven't, that's okay then I recommend you read 
books such as. So I have three tips for you and you can choose the book that the book title that sp speaks most to you. So the first book is Easy Breezy Prosperity by Emmanuel Duggar. The second book is Money, Manifestation and Miracles by Mary Floor Toneato. The third book is It's Not Your Money by Tasha Silver. So if you haven't started your healing and empowerment journey around money yet, I recommend you get any one of those books and you just begin. If you have done some work, then you might be able to identify your top 10 lies and negative stories around money and little hint, they do originate in childhood. They do originate through your parents, mother, father, or grandma, grandpa, uncles. It's the belief systems that your family hold. And when you as an adult start doing the work, you excavate what you've taken over and then you rewrite it. The next question, do you desire to unlock your answers to understand this better? And if it's a yes, I just want to congratulate you because that is the first starting point facing that you actually want to unlock your answers to understand better even though you might not know how the books I mentioned will have some answers in store for you there's lots of exercises in this book and then you will learn by doing by giving it a, a chance I also wanted to ask you if you carry a lot of emotional baggage around the story of money and creating prosperity for yourself. And again, if you say yes, I want to congratulate you because having that awareness that you carry a lot of emotional baggage that does come from your parents and your family and your childhood, that is a starting point. That is where you begin. And you will be able to change things as you see them because you cannot change what you cannot see and you will be able to heal things as you feel them because you cannot heal what you cannot feel. If it's frozen in your being, if you've suppressed it so much, those feelings need to thaw, they need to be felt, they need to be honored so that you can release them. And then I wanted to ask you the question, do you desire mentorship in doing the inner work to transform this, yeah, this way of being, this painful way of being, or this way of being where you are anchored in scarcity consciousness instead of having a safe haven of prosperity consciousness? And the reason I ask you that is because I'm a mentor. <laughs> I'm a soul health mentor. And I'm here for you. I'm here for you in podcast episodes, absolutely. But if you want someone to accompany you on this healing and empowerment journey, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And you can go to the show notes blog to find out how you can have a connection and clarity call with me to explore this option further. All right. If I don't tell you that I do this work, then... You will find support somewhere else, of course. The, the universe is very resourceful. But if you've been listening to this podcast regularly, 
I would love to work with you. I would love to get to know you. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Before I sign off today, I just wanted to let you know that there's a new rhythm of Soul Health Mentor podcast episodes dropping. And instead of it being weekly, it's going to be on the 10th, on the 20th, and the 30th of each month because I had to reflect. I was stressing myself out big time in doing bonus episodes in German and English and trying to do that every week. It was really stressing me out. Although I wanted to, I was very enthusiastic about it. I did it for more than a year or a year uh, and now I'm just being good to myself because that's what self-love leadership is. I'm being compassionate with myself and this new rhythm just makes more sense. The 10th, the 11th and no, the 10th, so many bloopers, the 10th, the 20th, and the 30th, and the German episode will drop the next day. All right. Thank you so much. See you on the 20th. Or hear you. (laughs) Oh boy. Colloquial see you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Krauss. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are playing. 